0: This is our unique, beautiful space. And for us to disconnect and disassociate, we call it, is doing ourselves way more harm than good. Because obviously, we're not just a physical creature. We are an emotional, sexual creature. And so when we are shutting down this conversation, this sensation, these thoughts, these feelings, we are probably creating more discomfort, more dysfunction, mm-hmm. not just physically, but emotionally and sexually as well. So we could be actually causing more issues just by not putting it aside it. And, and putting it lower on the to-do list.
1: Hi, I'm Biz Kush a life coach and therapist and your host here on the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. We're talking to women all over the world who found their way back to themselves, to their inner knowing, to their intuition, to their wisest self. We're exploring how to feel alive, authentic, engaged, and fully present in your life. Let's Awaken Your Wise Woman. Hi, and welcome back to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I am definitely still adjusting to saying the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast instead of Woman Warriors, but there you go. I guess it will just take some time. Change is always something that that can uh, cause a little disruption in our lives, but you know what? Change is good too, so I'm very excited. Uh, I am your host, Elizabeth Cush. And I'm so, so excited about my guest today, Julie Blamfin, who is a yoga teacher, but she's also my friend, lives locally, I get to see her often, and it was really great to have her on the podcast today. Before we get started with that, I hope all of you are taking care of your bodies, are taking care of yourselves, are tapping into your intuition, your wise self and that you're finding some helpful hints on doing that through the podcast. If you have ideas or suggestions or guests that you feel like might be a good fit for the podcast, reach out, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com and you can find us there. Or you can go to elizabethcushcoaching.com and find me there as well. Also, as I mentioned on the last episode, I'm offering a few free 90 minute deep dive conversations with you, a select few of you going forward into the new year. So if you're interested in signing up for a free session with me, you can find the link in the show notes for this episode or go to elizabethcushcoaching.com and right at the top of the homepage, there's a button you can click that takes you to the form to fill out. And I'm super, super excited to hear from you and hopefully work with you. So fill out the form and we will have a conversation. I'll be accepting new applicants through the end of February. I think I said in the last episode that I would end the application process at the end of January, but I have decided to extend it through the end of February to give you a chance to sign up. So check it out. Click the button at elizabethcushcoaching.com homepage right at the top of the page and sign up for your free session. And I'm like super excited to talk to you. So, Julie, uh, ah, what a beautiful spirit. She and I are going to talk about pelvic floor stability and how important it is to tune into your body, but she's also going to share how impactful the pelvic floor stability is in terms of our sexual life, our our day-to-day bathrooming, you know, constitution as well as just our mental and emotional health. So stay tuned for this conversation. It's super great. And Julie is a love, and I'm so happy to have her here today. So Julie Blamfin has taught yoga since she was 12 years old. Now she empowers women to enjoy leak-free laughter and pain-free sex by stabilizing the core and pelvic floor. She is passionate about using movement and laughter to release the taboo around pelvic floor instability, which she believes is the key to rediscovering your sexy, joyful self. Unlike other yoga teachers, Julie combines physical yoga poses with a laughter practice and emotional connection. She values vulnerability, courage, positivity, and feeling sexy at Every stage of life, Julie loves to laugh, dance, garden, travel, and speak Spanish. She's a Pittsburgh Steelers football fan and currently lives in Annapolis, Maryland. Well, I hope you will uh enjoy this conversation with Julie on pelvic floor stability. Let's get started. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. I'm still getting used to saying that. And I'm so excited to have you here. And it's not very often that I get to talk to people that I actually am friends with and know and see often. So it's so lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so happy to be here. Oh, ah, so fun. So if you wouldn't mind for Those few listeners who might not know who you are, could you tell them a little bit about you and what started you on this journey of teaching yoga and pelvic floor stability?
0: Thank you. Yes. So my name is Julie Blanfin. I am a certified pelvic floor yoga teacher and the founder of Celebrate the Pelvic Floor. I've been teaching yoga for as long as I can remember. I was raised in my mom's school of gymnastics and started gymnastics when I was like three, four, five years old. And I literally started teaching when I was about 12, 13 years old we had the Special Olympics team from our area who would come to our gym to work on their routines. And my job was to work with the, with the teeny tinies. And so I was 12 years old, actually my first student was four and she was paralyzed. And so we worked on yoga, we worked on balance and flexibility and strength and sensation and confidence. And we were practicing yoga poses and that was when I was 12 years old. And so I've been teaching yoga and gymnastics and body movement ever since.
1: Wow. That's a long time. <laughs> a long yeah. time. And, <laughs> and, you know, that that's amazing too, to think about how long you have involved your body in whether it was gymnastics or yoga or whatever that that's, that's, you know, I don't know. That's very cool.
0: Yeah. I like to say my, my body is my business. And so really interesting to, to continue as a yogi, but also to continue as a yoga teacher. And, you know, you asked like, how did my journey into pelvic floor stability begin? And that obviously is a part of it because yoga is a connection between mind and body, and it's a connection with our entire body. So years ago, uh, like I said, my I grew up in my mom's school of gymnastics. My mom is the reason why I've actually shifted into this pelvic floor stability, this women's pelvic floor wellness focus. Um, about 17 years ago, mom was diagnosed with a pelvic floor dysfunction. She spent years, she spent 20 years running this school of gymnastics, and very exciting career, but very physical. And so her diagnosis of pelvic floor dysfunction 17 years ago was shocking, terrifying, and yet an opportunity for her to learn more about her body. She came to me, I gave her a routine of yoga poses that she literally still is practicing every day, and Mm -hmm. teaching to the women in her community as well, Mm -hmm. but she has maintained the stability and the integrity of pelvic floor ever since she's never had surgery and Mm -hmm. she's rocking and rolling super duper strong. And she's my co-founder actually of my business, celebrate the pelvic floor.
1: Nice. Nice. And so if there is dysfunction or if I think we don't really, I haven't fully understood the depth and how involved our pelvic floor is with our overall physical body health, right? And I think the first thing when you and I were talking, you know, because I see Julie or I in the past, I haven't been very regular lately, but regularly for yoga, we began talking about the pelvic floor and how... How you know that this is there might be problems, so what typically do you see? What are clients coming to you saying, like, "Oh, how would you know that there's an issue with the pelvic floor?"
0: Yeah, and so this is this is how I actually started going in this direction. so I've been teaching yoga, like I said ever since I was in my early teens, and yet i I founded my first yoga biz and maybe 2009. And then I've been teaching specifically pelvic floor stability for about six years now and founded my new endeavor, Celebrate the Pelvic Floor, about four years ago. But anyway, so the reason, I mean, obviously the reason behind what I'm doing now, a great bit of that reason is because of my mother, my co-founder and her journey with pelvic floor instability, but, but also I've been teaching mostly private practice with women for the past 12 years. And I was noticing the prevalence of how many were checking the box on the intake form that said, I have concerns about my core. And so of course, I ask a million questions when I'm when I'm working with these one-on-one yogis. And I started to realize the, the amount of women who are struggling with pelvic floor dysfunction and core instability. You know, through my questioning, we were getting to symptoms like urge incontinence and tightness and clenching and low back pain and also stress incontinence. When we leak, when we laugh and cough and run and jump and sneeze, we were also talking about lack of support and posture and sensations of, of heaviness and droppage in that area of the pelvic floor and so through that i started to realize hey you know this is a thing this is not just something that we talk about in hushed whispers because it's so embarrassing but this is something that we should shout from the rooftops because literally the statistics out there are so not Mm. right i just i you know i can't imagine what the real statistics are. I mean, they are already are staggering where they say 50% of women are going to struggle with pelvic floor dysfunction at some point in their life. But I'm here to tell you that I think it's way more than that. There are so Mm. many women struggling in silence. There are so many women who don't even talk about this because of the shame and the embarrassment around it. So I can't, stress it enough to have this conversation with your sisters and besties, have this conversation without just shutting it down and just giggling about it and then changing the subject. There's no shame in this game. Let's take this topic away from taboo.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think for women in particular, that that shame of whether it's the incontinence or even uh, I've talked to women recently about you know, with menopause and we're drying out and then, but then there's pain too, which could be pelvic floor stuff, not necessarily menopausal dryness. There could be stuff going on there too with intercourse. And that's really hard to talk about, but it's also really hard to feel, I don't know, really feminine, I was going to say, or sexy or good about your body. If every time you're laughing or jumping or worrying about, peeing yourself, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I find it very, as you said, it's it's was so helpful for me to be able to talk with you and to work through like it doesn't have to be this way. You right.
0: Know? Right. Um, and so this is why it's so important to talk about. And not just because we want to tackle these symptoms and we want to feel better, but we're hiding. And and when we and when we hide behind some of this conversation. We hold it all in and then we judge ourselves and then we start to just disconnect from this beautiful, sensual energy that we, that we have. And there are so many women who tell me, oh yeah, I don't talk about it anymore. I don't go there. I don't see it. I don't touch it. I don't, I don't give it any action anymore. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to, and, and then I say, okay, well, let's just have a conversation. <laughs> <So> let's just <laughs> talk about it for a second, because this is our primal female power. You know, this is our primal female power. This area of sensuality and sexuality. This is this is our creation. This is our this is what makes us us. This is our unique, beautiful space. And for us to disconnect and disassociate, we call it, is doing ourselves way more harm than good. Because obviously, we're not just a physical creature. We are an emotional. Sexual creature. And so when we are shutting down this conversation, this sensation, these thoughts, these feelings, we are probably creating more discomfort, more dysfunction, Mm -hmm. not just physically, but emotionally and sexually as well. So we could be actually causing more issues just by
1: not talking putting
0: about it aside it. And, and putting it lower on the to-do list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that the work I've done with you and it's really helped me. Know we used to talk about like, there were times where I would plan where I was going based on whether there was a decent bathroom that I could go because I knew I'd have to pee. Cause I felt like my bladder was like the size of a pea but through the work we've done, I now only get up one time during the night instead of three times. Right. And I know that I can, if I relax, I can wait, right? Like I don't, the the sense of urgency isn't necessarily as real as it feels, I guess. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. There are so many women who are struggling with urgent continence and tightness and clenching. And you know, I love to say who knows what comes first the chicken or the egg, right? So sometimes when we're clenching in those muscles of the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. we are creating that sensation that the brain interprets as, oh, got to be, got to be, got to be. However, if we, and it sounds counterintuitive and it's really difficult to do, if we can relax in that moment and literally go to that subtle sensation in the musculature and the deep fibers in that pelvic floor space, and we can just say, hey, calm down, be patient pelvic floor, and sort of connect And have like almost a a conversation between the brain and the bladder, then we can wait just maybe one more minute. And if we can give ourselves, if we can start to decondition that urge, we can start to sleep a little bit uh, better during the night. We can start to go out in public, not worrying about having to hit every bathroom. So it's almost like we have to train the brain to train the bladder to train the pelvic floor because it's all connected. Yeah. It's all yeah. connected and the yeah. work can be done. It definitely takes practice. It yes. definitely takes practice.
1: Yeah. And so what, for someone who maybe came to you and said, all right, I entered menopause all of a sudden, you know, I'm not having sex anymore because it's just too painful and I can't, I've decided that's, I'm, I'm done with that. What might you say to them about that? Oh, yes.
0: And I love this conversation because pretty much this is all of us because we're all going to go through menopause. We're all going to age. We're all going to change and shift. Mm. And so as we can move into these shifts, as we can move into these changes with acceptance and non-judgment, then we can move into these different physical sensations. And these different awarenesses with a bit more grace, we can be a little bit more gentle with self physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually, we can say, Hey, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this sensation physically. And I'm noticing these thoughts that go to shame and judgment, but I'm going to give myself grace in this moment. And I'm going to just take a deep breath and let go of that shame and judgment and realize that that might come from trauma as a child. That might come from trauma from last week. That might come from my knowing that my body is so different now because I'm go- I've am i gone through menopause and it hurts when I have sex. But once we have that awareness, then we can make a choice on what to do with it. So once we have the knowledge, once you learn, okay, my pelvic floor is this, my pelvic floor is a bunch of muscles, And it's related to my emotional self because of this, this or this. And that could be, again, trauma, menopause, childbirth, anxiety, uh, stress, burden, obesity, bathroom habits. It could be from irritants such as alcohol and caffeine, spicy foods. I mean, there are so many different things that can cause pelvic floor dysfunction, having a career in, in a school of gymnastics, uh, you know, moving things around like, like gymnasts and, Mm -hmm. um, and balance beams and things like that. So there are all these different reasons why we might feel imbalanced in the musculature of the pelvic floor. So what I would tell women and what I do tell women is, Hey, first of all, let's have a conversation. I want to let you know that you are not alone. There are Millions and millions of us who are going through these changes and these realizations. Number two, there are things that we can do that can help to move you through these symptoms and these issues. Number three, give yourself some grace. Be gentle with yourself. Take a deep breath. Look in the mirror and smile. Quit giving yourself so much shit every day because you're not getting this done or that done or this done or that done. Put some of those things aside, be a bit more gentle with you. And I know it sounds so cliche, but we're women and that's part of our superpower. We take care of everybody else, right? And we put that above taking care of ourselves. However, we're struggling, right? We're struggling. And even when we know we're struggling, sometimes we still push through it and we're doing ourselves a disservice, there. So I would tell women, you know, just give yourself more grace, realize why some of these Mm -hmm. things might be happening. And of course we get to that with, you know, a million questions from me and we get to the bottom of what is going on. We get to the bottom of what are your symptoms? Where might they be coming from? And then depending upon the state of your pelvic floor, then I give you, okay, let's do this yoga pose. Let's practice this meditation. Let's move through this technique and you can do it as you're living your life. I love to give women, you know, yoga that we can practice in real life because we're living, we're Mm -hmm. living, we're out there moving and grooving and dancing and singing. And I want to give you some techniques that you can practice while you're standing there brushing your teeth. I want to give you techniques that you can practice when you're sitting on a zoom call. (laughs) And there there are things that I practice me -hmm. personally and my yobis do as well and all the women in my program that they're practicing during their days yes are we going to roll out our mat am i going to say hey join me for yoga absolutely because depending upon the state of your pelvic floor like i said there are mm-hmm. different poses yeah. for different pelvic floors not yes. all not all pelvic floors are created equal right <laughs> So we're we'll doing some different things some different tips and tricks and poses and practices but yeah. yes we can find relief. We can find freedom.
1: Yeah. I just would like to stress that too, that yeah, things can shift and change, even if it feels like you've been this way for so long or that the pain is. So I went through some periods of like perimenopause into menopause, where I think every time I went to the gynecologist, I was like, it hurts. Sex hurts. Like this is no fun anymore. And you know, try different medications and you know, prescription stuff, over the counter stuff, and then until starting to work with you, Julie. Like that, in in combination, I am on a medication too. That's helped so much. I mean, it just has shifted. One, I'm not sitting there and blame, you know, like what's wrong with me or feeling bad about my body, but two. It just feels like I feel more in touch with what's happening with me and trying to be more compassionate with where I am, which is really where we want to be, right?
0: I'm so happy to hear that. And that (laughs) is amazing. That's why I love what I do. You know, just seeing my mom super strong and staying with it and honoring her body, seeing women like you and friends and women I don't even know who are saying, oh my gosh, I can, I can have sex again, or I can masturbate again. I mean, this isn't just with, you know, talking to women with partners. This is whether you're partnered or whether you're not partnered, staying in touch, literally in touch with self is so important. Mm. Orgasm is so important. If it hurts, please tell me I can help you. I've gone through that myself. I've gone through these moments of painful intercourse. It's called dyspareunia and it's a thing. It's Mm -hmm. a real thing, and women around the world are struggling with this, but there are things that we can do that can help, and of course, there are millions of women around the world as well who are struggling with leakage and Mm -hmm. droppage and weakness and instability and wondering, how can I strengthen my core again? And there are some very specific techniques that we can practice. And it doesn't just mean, you know, lay down on the floor and do crunches. It doesn't just mean, you know, do a thousand giggles a day. I
1: mean, (laughs) I
0: (laughs) I just want to teach you about your body. I want to teach you how to breathe again. But I want to teach you that this is physical as well as emotional, And that element right there is probably the most important thing that we need to know. Uh, We don't need to shut down emotionally. We don't need to do that. We are emotional women. We are emotional creatures. That's our superpower. We want to thrive emotionally. We want to thrive sexually. We want to thrive physically. And we can bring that all together in this holistic practice
1: yeah and i think you mentioned at the beginning knowing what i know from the work that i do as a therapist and a, and a coach that a lot of women have experienced sexual trauma in their lives at some time and i was a little skeptical that like oh how is this going to help me like it's not going to help me because i've had this trauma in my life but it, it has i mean it has helped which is crazy i mean i think part of your, well, what I think is your gift is that you're just so damn positive all the time, Julie. No, (laughs) no, no, but you are, you are just always the, the coach, the encourager, the, you don't have to live with this. And that's a, that's a great message.
0: Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm part of the me too movement as are millions of women. And I hold that trauma within and I move with it. I let it go, but it is there and the shame is there. And what do we do in the face of negativity, but we practice positivity and it's so simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Right, And so there's, there's the catch, like just knowing that, yes, I'm positive, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm a stone cold cranky bitch, like every other (laughs) 17 minutes, but it's a practice. And that's the whole point. Like my body is a pain in my ass. Literally, I have tension and it comes from trauma, but it also comes from the fact that I've been an athlete ever since I was three, and a gymnast especially, and there's a lot of clenching and tension and and tightness. But mm-hmm. you know what I like to say: just because we're tight doesn't mean we're strong.
1: That is so right. True. Yeah.
0: And so I've also, as well as all that, I've also dealt with hearing loss. And so when I lost my hearing, I figured, oh, okay, well, now I only have one ear that works, and so life is different. But it also affects your balance,
1: and your pelvic
0: floor is your most fundamental part of your core, which is responsible for many things, sexual activity, urinary bowel function, but also breathing and Mm. balance. Mm. And so... Not only am I clenching because I've been a gymnast and I've been an athlete ever since I was little, but I also have sexual trauma, but I also now have hearing loss. So I'm a clencher and I carry around the propensity to feel pain all the time, not just during penetration, during uh, sex, but just sitting here. I feel tension in my left hip. And so I'm constantly practicing. And Mm -hmm. is is that a technique in positivity? absolutely. Is my body giving me messages of negativity? Sure
1: is.
0: (laughs) Sure is, literally. However, we have to practice positivity. And that's part of what I teach that that's part of my mission because we women can, can lock in sometimes to what we can fix and some Mm -hmm. of the things that are negative because we want everything to be good and right yeah perfect. we want to take care of everything yeah we want everything to be perfect so yeah. that's that's a big challenge but if we can just keep switching that negativity to positivity remember how simple that phrase can be but it doesn't mean it's easy there are techniques that we can really embody mm-hmm. and and own that can help every yeah. single day all the time
1: it's practice love it love it love it and so i i so appreciate your sharing yeah, just how your own story around pelvic floor stability, but also, yeah, trauma and all of that, because I think it's important for other women to hear that sometimes I think from the outside, we might look like we have it all together and everything is great, especially with social media, but that, yeah, we've all had some struggles and we've all, we are all actively working on it. And that's the key to me is to, to recognize, like, I think there was a period of my life that I was like, okay, when I get to this point, I'm going to have it all figured out. Right. <laughs> but it's constant, like, the journey is constant. And with each step, I feel like it opens another door, it brings more light in, and it allows me to feel more connected with myself. And I think yoga. And working with pelvic floor stuff has really helped. Just it was just like another pathway to, to better get to know my body yeah. and uh, myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, according to the yoga tradition, our pelvic floor region and our low belly region. This is our place of joy. This is our mm-hmm. place of creation. Right as mm-hmm. we know, it's our this is our place of creativity and beauty and flow and emotion. But it's also our place of fear. Yes, and shame yes. Yes. and mm-hmm. guilt. And grief. This is our foundation. This is where we sit. This is where we connect with the earth. This is where we connect with our survival. This is where we connect with our past. This is where we connect with where we've come from in our Mm -hmm. childhood. This is like our connection to the earth, to self. So yeah. important to keep coming back to that and feeling that connection with the earth, feeling grounded, mm. feeling stable yeah, and calm, yeah. tapping into that joy, recognizing when the fear creeps in, recognizing when the shame starts to rear its ugly head and saying, you know what? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm calm. I'm grounded. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting. I participate in what's called an intuitive movement group, and with COVID, we've been doing it virtually. But typically, it's most—it's all women in a room, and you move around with your eyes closed, and there's a movement therapist there, and it's amazing work. But I had one session relatively recently where I don't know—I was just drawn to sort of the core area, low belly, and I had my hands on my belly and. I was like, okay, what is it that I need to know about this, this, what I'm feeling here. And I swear to God, my ears was like, I am so sick and tired of carrying all this trauma. You need to, you need to get with this and and either take some of it or just let it flow through. And I was like, yes, all right, that is
0: so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm so (laughs) stoked that you just shared that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that crazy. is so beautiful. This is our space of flow. Think about it, flow. Yeah. The beautiful capacity we have for creation and creativity and flow. And even those women who have never given birth, like myself, we still have that energy and mm-hmm. that power within us, that womb power, that place of beautiful creation and yeah. flow. That is so Powerful. But with that power comes responsibility and burden and heaviness. Yeah, That is our connection down toward the earth. Like, think about that. Gravity's real, right? Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: this is all the more reason why we need to practice stability. This is why we need to practice strength because gravity's real and we have internal organs. And one of the other responsibilities for the muscles of the pelvic floor is to keep those organs within the body.
1: Right. So
0: yet another reason to continue to pay attention to that musculature and its responsibility there. So emotionally, it's so important, right? But also oh. physically, I mean, it's a really interesting conversation at the very least. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. This is our place of beauty.
1: Yeah. It's uh, such
0: a groovy conversation. Yeah.
1: Well, Julie, I so appreciate speaking of beautiful conversation. This has been so great to have you on. And I just, I feel like you and I could probably talk for another, however long, but <laughs> I, I value your time and know that you're a busy woman. But I'd love for people to know how they can find you and all of your great stuff.
0: Oh, thank you. I am on the web at www.celebratethepelvitfloor.org. I'm on Instagram as well, Celebrate the Pelvic Floor. I am on Facebook. You can find my Facebook group. So that's facebook.com slash groups slash Celebrate the Pelvic Floor.
1: Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and having this amazing pelvic floor conversation. Thank you. It's been my pleasure.
0: It's been my pleasure.
1: Was I right? Wasn't that an amazing conversation? Ah, Julie is such a beautiful spirit and is so passionate about her work. And I hope that if you are struggling with any type of pelvic floor instability that you reach out to her. She's got some amazing online courses and offerings there. So you can check her out at celebrate org. I'm so uh, it's so fun to have somebody on the podcast that is a friend because the conversation is so easy and just flows. I always prepare with questions ahead of time, but today's conversation just felt so natural and flowing and organic. And it really just took us in a different direction. I didn't really, in my head, wasn't thinking that we were going to be talking about sex and how important that is for women and to feel connected to your body in a loving, kind way. But uh, that was great. I'm very happy that we did that because I think to be fully embodied in yourself to be in tune with your sexuality and your sexiness and your femininity is really, really important. And letting go of some of the shame or working through the shame and the guilt around maybe our body not functioning the way we hoped it would or wished it would, whether it's due to trauma or illness or whatever it might be, When we tap into that femininity with, and sexiness with compassion and understanding and loving ourselves, we truly are just stepping into our most genuine authentic selves. So if you're interested in signing up for a free session with me, you can find the link in the show notes for this episode. Or go to ElizabethKushCoaching.com, and right at the top of the homepage, there's a button you can click that takes you to the form to fill out. And I'm super, super excited to hear from you and hopefully work with you. So uh, fill out the form and we will have a conversation. I'll be accepting new applicants through the end of February to give you a chance to sign up. So check it out, click the button at com homepage right at the top of the page and sign up for your free session. And I'm like super excited to talk to you. I hope you all have a beautifully sexy, wonderful week. And I look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Wise Woman podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Music by Andy Cush, sound editing by Laura Disler, and show notes by Kathy Cush. If you'd like more information about me, Biz Cush, and the resources shared today, go to awakenyourwisewoman.com.